We had a collaboration with some Chinese com uh, Chinese uh, scientists. Here we have a vaccine. What is the problem? Get over it. What we are very proud of now is that we penetrate the cabinets. Seriously, I'm, I'm making a serious point. I don't know what half of them are protesting against. We've still got Fauci walking around free. The man should be in irons in the darkest pit. As much as he touts that he cares about it, he doesn't. This is our revolution. It's not theirs. Don't let them take it from you. Don't let them convince you that it's their revolution when in fact it's not. It's ours. And we will have it. It is Thursday, the 14th day of July, the year of our Lord 2022. I'm Johnny Anderson alongside Bruce Adams. Bruce, how are you today? Healthy and alive. Um, yourself? Not doing too bad. Um, as you can tell, I'm further out of the um, the uh, the fog of the sickness that I was in. So uh, hopefully that, uh, that'll that be the, uh, the one and only time for the next three to five years that I've come down with something. So uh, I'm glad to be over that one, man. That was a nasty one. I don't know what in God's name I had, but uh, it was it was terrible. Maybe it was that new variant. Maybe that's what it was. Yeah, the, it could be. It, it is going to start evolving like the flu. Who knows? Yeah. And you heard uh, what's his name? Uh, Scott Gottlieb that we played here last week. Well, it it could be the new dominant strain of uh, of this Omicron subvariant B5 that came from B1, but you don't need to worry about that if you had B2, B3, B4, because the, we know that the vaccines are good because they the one they're the ones that were effective against B1. So what you have out of B1 is B5. So are we playing bingo? I think so. They're going to start pushing this new um, this new subvariant is what they're going to start doing. That's going to be the next play. They've already got the uh, the placeholder at the World Health Organization, Tedros. You heard him yesterday. Oh, the corona coronavirus committee that we have. They've reviewed everything and they've determined that it's still something of concern, of international concern. So we've we've got to keep that state of emergency in. And well. We're going to have to have you, the population, you're going to have to continue to get vaccinated, just as um, Rochelle Walensky said to the CDC. She said that yesterday. And of course, you've got Dr. Anthony Fauci, the saint of Dr. Anthony Fauci. He's poked his head back up again as if you missed him or something. D did you miss him? I, I, was, I was missing him just a little bit. Did you miss him? Uh, yeah, I'm actually missing him, uh, but only because I was hoping he would be in front of some like grand jury or something or, you know, something like that. Not quite yet. Not quite yet. He's out to give everybody some advice, some advice, uh, common sense advice at that. Uh, he was on Neil Cavuto on Fox News talking about the new sub variant. Yeah, certainly not over it. And I think that, you know, people have an understandable desire to put this in the rearview mirror and say we're through with it. But that's just not the reality, Neil. And when I say that, I don't mean to scare people, to get people no, feel they have course, to dramatically no. alter their lives mm -hmm. or do anything with mandating a thing like that. We're not talking no, about that. We're not talking sure. about we're mandates talking this about week. We're talking about making <laughs> use of the available interventions that we have. Let me give you an example. Please do. 67% of the people in this country are vaccinated. We rank very low among developed and developing nations in the proportion that are vaccinated. Of those uh -huh. who are vaccinated, only about half of them have gotten their first boost. Again, we've got to do better than that. We're yeah, giving the enough. virus the opportunity to continue to spread in our community. And if we do simple things which are not disruptive in any major way, vaccination, oh, boosting, vaccine, more vaccination. testing. For example, if you're going to go to a function 
you want to get tested to make sure you're negative so that you? if you are infected and you have minimal symptoms, you don't spread it. If you have a vulnerable person in your household, someone who's on chemotherapy or immune compromised, you might want to test regularly to make sure you don't inadvertently bring the virus home to a susceptible person. Those are relatively easy things to do, Neil, oh, and see. yet we're not doing enough of it. Oh, and that's okay. what I'm trying to get the message out. We don't want to disrupt your life. We don't want to force you to do anything, <laughs> but do some common sense things that have been proven right. to be effective. Right. Common sense. You see, they don't want to disrupt your life. They don't want to force you to do anything, except they're disrupting your life and they're forcing you to, to do things that you otherwise wouldn't yeah. do. Yeah. Um, so of the examples he gave there, if you have someone at home that is of greater risk of getting sick, uh, you should go in and get tested. Um, I, I, I'm sorry, that is a such a small percentage of the population uh, in the United States. Now, that's not to say, you know, I'm, I'm not uh, uh, sympathetic to those uh, individuals, but uh, they should be allowed to make the decision themselves. If they want to go in and get tested themselves, well, then they can go in and get tested themselves. In his example, he that's all he talked about was those groups. The rest of us, as it should have been the entire time, um, if you're sick, stay home. That's kind of a general standard. You don't want to go in public to spread it. That's just general standard for mood. any sickness. You're not going to be in the yeah, mood too. to go out yeah. and do that. I mean, last week, man, I was down. Like, I, I, I couldn't stand up for like four days. The last thing that I wanted to do was to be out in public. The last thing yeah. that I wanted to do was actually be out of bed. All I wanted to do was just stay there until whatever I had was just gone. I mean, I was yep. I was eating vitamins by like the handfuls and, and eating chicken soup. And like that's that's all I had an interest in doing and sleeping. That was it. Yeah, exactly. So it, it, even if it's just like, you know, a, a, a mild cough or something like that, uh, you know, you still want to make sure you get it checked out. And, you know, I mean, it's just it's the normal things that we've done uh for years before all of this came uh, into existence now that we have covid they're they're saying we have to go and get tested and social distance and wear masks and get vaccinated and blah 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 no uh, no no this is you, you, we have to put our foot down and say no we're we're not going to do all of that that's all it's going to take that's all it takes is just say no what are they going to do close your business fine you Put you in jail. You see, here's the difference. We're, we're right back to where we started with the initial lockdowns. I said at the time, I said, it's simple. You want this to stop? Ignore them. It's really that simple. I'm not advocating for anarchy here. We can manage our own lives. The world can exist without politicians. I know that's a difficult concept for a lot of people to grasp these days, but the world can exist. We can have lives without a political class. That can happen. Wait, you mean... You mean we, we had those government shutdowns and the, the, the entire country didn't fall into anarchy? Huh. No, as a matter of fact, um, I would argue the only people that were non-essential over the last three years were the government themselves. Yes, that, that, that is absolutely true. Because our, our, our governments are so like, <laughs> when I say governments plural, I mean local governments, you know, the municipalities, the state governments. Those are the things that are more important. The federal government, no, you could all go home today and we would not even notice. It would not change our lives one bit, except for the federal government workers themselves, because they would be out of a paycheck. But I already contend that we hire way too many people uh, on the federal level 
And all of those positions should be, if, if your department is so important that we need it, then move it to the private sector and have each state handle their own affairs. I would actually start by recommending a full audit of whatever said alphabet agency or department of the government. And I would say, tell me exactly why we need to keep you in the first place. That would be me. But, you know, I, I like to cut fat in, in organizations. That's what I like to do. I, I like to cut out waste yeah. and wasteful spending. Um, I would be like Calvin Coolidge. I, I would get down to the stitching on the mail bags and I would change them if it needed to happen. That's what I would do. You know what? Agreed. We've been saying from the start that all politics are local, right? Everything needs to be done. Live locally, think globally, right? You know, you, you throw concepts like that out. It seems almost like you're in the minority if you put things like that out. If you if you make statements like that, oh, what are you, some kind of backwards thinking person? What what are you what are you, some kind of um, some kind of an anarchist? What what are you some kind of crazy man? No, no. I believe in order, I believe in justice, I believe in, in conviction, I believe in the rule of law, I believe in very limited government, but I also believe in self-governance. I believe that people have the not only ability, not only that, but they also have the responsibility and an obligation to be able to govern themselves and their families. People can do that. We've drifted pretty far culturally, economically, societally, you know, so I mean, it's going to take some time to get back there. I get it. It's going to take some time. We're going to have to reteach an entire generation or two or five in order for us to get back to that point. But it can happen. This gentleman here that I'm about to play, this is a this is a guy who is he's Dutch. He's he's from the Netherlands. And what's going on up there right now with the farmers? I uh, have to say what's happening there is going to happen everywhere. It's not localized to just one nation here. Everybody's tied into this. Everybody's connected to this. Some nations are dealing with things that other nations are not. The Germans are dealing with an energy problem at the moment because they decided for whatever reason that they were going to treat Russia like a country. And that's just not what Russia does. That's not how they behave. At least the government. I'm not talking about the people. Same thing with the United States. We're dealing with a consumer goods problem and an inflation problem because we've had a business deal with China. Because we've been treating China like they're a country, and they're not. They're an organized group of gangsters. That's what their government is. Not the people, not the Chinese people, who are, quite frankly, they're the bigger victims in all this, the Chinese people. Nobody wants to be free more than the Chinese people. The Dutch are now dealing with an emissions problem, a nitrogen emissions problem. I mean, could you imagine, could you imagine if 20 years ago you would have said, hey, they're going to outlaw nitrogen emissions. You would be laughed out of the building. That's how stupid that is. But it's going to happen everywhere. You're going to have a food crisis. You're going to have an energy crisis. You're going to have a, a, a cost of living crisis. It's going to happen everywhere. The point of this Great Reset is to bring all the nations down together, collapse all of them in on themselves, and then Klaus Schwab and company come in with corporations with stolen taxpayer money and all the capital and everything and all the assets they've stolen, and they're going to vertically integrate everything and cut us out. That's the point of it. So whether you're talking about digital passports, the segregation of society, because that's what they're doing, they're splitting society, whether you're talking about whatever political agenda of the day, whatever current trend or whatever thing is going on, you know, uh, Putin this, uh, BLM this, LGBT that, you know, wh whatever, whatever the, the talking point, January 6th this, I don't care. Climate change, it's all connected. It's all the same agenda being pushed by the same people. They're hitting everybody from all angles. This is unrestricted warfare. Hell, you've got these people that are out there now threatening the people of New York City saying you're going to be hit with a nuclear bomb. You know what? 
the, the, the clip we played yesterday, the public service announcement of them scaring the hell out of people, get in your house until we tell you, okay, a, a nuclear blast hits New York City. First of all, you're not going to be getting inside. That's the first thing. The second thing, how are you going to be paying attention? Because I can assure you the TVs, the radios, and the phones are all going to be knocked out. So how are you going to be getting any information? The answer is you're not, but I'm drifting here. We have to decide as a population of people of your respective nation, wherever you are. I really don't care where you are, quite frankly. I don't care if you're American, German, Dutch, Swiss, Italian, Canadian, Australian, New Zealand. I don't care where you're from. We all have the same problem and we need to put our personal differences aside because I know we have them. We need to deal with this problem. Then we can get back to whatever it is we're bickering about later. There's plenty of time for that, but we have bigger fish to fry. This man is giving an interview to, um, I, I want to say it's Rebel News. I think that's who it is. And he's saying exactly what we've been saying. I don't see this. Now, I don't know who this guy is. I, I don't see this being a minority of people in the Netherlands with this farmers movement, do you? At least not the videos I'm seeing. I don't see that being a, a small fringe minority that Justin Trudeau likes to talk about. I don't see that being a fringe minority. And if all of them that are out there, and I have a pretty good feeling that that's how they are, if all of them that are out there, just like all the Germans that are out there still marching every day, even though there's no COVID restrictions, they're still marching. Bless them. They haven't stopped. We're going to have to do this at the local level. You're going to have to shut down. As I said two days ago, you're going to have to shut down these politicians visiting these illegitimate international criminal organizations like the World Economic Forum. You're going to have to vet them. And if they're found to be associated with these people that are governing you from afar, that are unelected, well, not only is it time for you to leave that office that you're in, but it's time for you to face criminal charges. Listen to this man. How are you today? Couldn't be better. Why are you out here? Well, I, I want to stand behind the farms. That's why I'm not from a farmer family. And we see that the Dutch government is taking more and more away from our lives. And it's going towards a dictatorial system. And we have to draw a line in the sand. And these days, the farmers do that. They take the initiative. And that's what I will, that's why I back them up. Because if we don't draw a line in the sand now, the, they will continue taking more and more of our property, of our land, of our houses, and of our lives. Prime Minister was here today. What would you say? Well, I would I would advise him strongly to, to resign from his office because I think he's totally incapable of doing it. And I also would say him stop lying. We have had so many many examples of him just bluntly lying to the to us in the country. So, uh, and I would say reinstate real democracy. That means democracy for the locals, not somewhere far away. The local people decide what's happening in their local community. Think globally. What is your impact? What is your imprint on the world? And act locally. I want him to help to reinstate that. What is happening here today will happen in your country tomorrow. Yes, it's, a it's on a global scale. Absolutely. It's a global Absolutely. issue. And if somebody is denying that, you know, he's living on st under a stone. If you don't see that today, you have to wake up today. Yes. It has nothing to do with conspiracy. The facts are on the table that we are taken into a dystopian world that will only make a few people have happy and you mean not. Is that or is that not something that you can resonate with? Yeah, I mean, he's right. It's uh, kind of the same things we've been talking about, though. Um, if you don't draw a line in the sand somewhere, they're just going to continue taking from you. 
Uh, that's kind of what we've been saying with, you know, just say no to the masks and the vaccines and all those kind of things. If you don't resist that, they're going to continue to double down and you're going to lose even more of your freedoms. I mean, you've already lost body autonomy. If you went in and, and were OK with the vaccine and weren't resisting that, you've lost your bodily autonomy. The government can say, well, we're going to have to get vaccinate you for this uh, or you're going to lose your job. You've already capitulated once. What's stopping? Uh, do you have a line? Are, are, are you saying, well, I'll do it once, but not twice? I mean, is there a line somewhere? You, you have to have some kind of line. So, yeah, I, I agree with him on that one. Same thing with the uh, God, all of the problems that we have today, at least here in the United States. It's all because we, we didn't have lines or if we did, we didn't uphold them. Uh, we didn't stand at them. We just let them push on through. And, and that like that, that's pretty much every problem that we have is literally that cowardice. we look for people. Yeah, that's it. We look for people to fix our problems for us. That's what we like to do. Now someone else is going to fix it. I'm not going to worry about that. Oh, uh, Donald Trump's in there. He'll fix it. How's that working out for you? You know, I I'm one of the few people I think that and I, I think you're I think you're there, too. I'm one of the few people I think I don't want to see him run in 2024. I hear everybody talking about, uh, you know, and like all the, the alt media people, they're saying, oh, is he going to run? Oh, he's definitely running. Who's, you know, we, we got to have him back in 2024. We haven't fixed the problem of the 2020 election. We're in 2022. We're headed into the midterms. And I'm listening to talk about or I'm hearing talk about, oh, a red wave. What on earth are the Republicans going to do? The best that you can hope for. And I and I mean this in the best case scenario, the best that you can hope for as a so-called conservative is the Republican Party will turn this administration into a lame duck for the next two years. That's the best you can hope for. We're finally getting around now to the Republicans actually acknowledging that something involving Klaus Schwab and his gang of thieves actually exists. Where have these people been over the last two and a half, three, five, ten years? You're going to get nothing out of the Republican Party retaking. I, I saw some projection of them uh, taking the House like 285 to 223 or whatever it was. Who cares? Who cares? Really? They're not going to do anything. If anything, I happen to believe that the Republicans are more guilty than the Democrats because they allow it to continue. They do absolutely nothing to push back against this corrupt political establishment because they are part of that corruption. Now, you have a few in there, of course, that like to put on a good show. Jim Jordan from Ohio, Rand Paul from Kentucky, Senator Ted Cruz from from Texas. These types, you know, Senator Kennedy, he gets up there and he talks a good game. So I, I'm not saying that that everybody, at least they're paying lip service to it, if nothing else. But I don't see great things coming out of the Republican Party at all. I see that as being a stopgap, maybe. That's about the best we can hope for, is that. But as far as um, a, a Donald Trump in 2024, quite frankly, we're in this mess because of his inaction when he was in there. And more than that, he fast-tracked this COVID vaccine. Are you okay with that? Because I'm not. I have friends of mine, well, I excuse me, I had friends of mine that are no longer here because of those policies. I am not okay with that. I do not want to put my name onto any political candidate that supported that and continues to support it. That is not something that I'm prepared to do. Now, as far as Joe Biden goes and his crackhead son, that's a criminal investigation that needs to happen. Am I hopeful that there's even going to be a criminal investigation? The answer is no, because we don't have a Justice Department. This is that is the greatest security risk that we've had 
in a long time, at least at, at the it presidential is. level. If you look at all this, like those videos that are coming out, assuming they're real and not deep fakes, uh, which uh, the Secret Service and FBI basically said, yeah, those are real. You have Hunter Biden doing dealings with uh, Ukraine, China, Russia. You look at some of the prostitutes that he's with. Uh, those escort services are very expensive, very difficult to get into. And they want like things like references, your uh, you know, identification. They like they want all kinds of stuff in that. Do you think for one minute that a Russian prostitute service, an escort service, is not ran by an oligarch that Putin doesn't have his uh, grubby hands on? You know you that's think? how they're run. You, oh, know, you know exactly how those things are run. That's how they're run. Exactly. So that means Putin has blackmail material, uh, not to mention the, the, the drugs he was doing there in Ukraine and the jobs he was getting there when he's not qualified for. And then the, the benefits he was getting uh, in those jobs, or, or excuse me, the uh, U.S. government was sending those businesses that Hunter Biden was, you know, when he was on the board, they were getting special privileges from the, the federal government. Yeah. There's so much blackmail that's capable here of our enemies, uh, specifically looking at China and Russia. And he's in president. He's the president. And, and we have we have audio, a, a voicemail of of basically the the um, Hunter Biden with well, it wasn't voicemail. It was a recorded um, interaction, I think, of uh, he and like a lawyer or something or or one of the, the president's aide or something basically saying whatever agenda I give my dad, he's going to do. Well, uh, you remember the, the 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 crack pipes that we talked about, and you know they were saying all the crack pipes aren't real, and then nope, it comes out the the crack pipes are actually real. Whose policy do you think that is? That's his, Hunter Biden's his. policy. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I, I honestly, I, I don't. I if if Donald Trump's kid did anything remotely similar oh to this. God. Oh my God! He would have been impeached. There would have been a, a, a deep they investigation. Impeached they impeached him over a phone call with Zelensky. Yeah, yeah. And and now we can't even get we can't even get the Justice Department to uh, to even so much as bat an eye when it comes to the stuff that Hunter Biden's involved with. I mean, there, there's so much video evidence. And the thing is, is this is okay. Uh, taking taking the the global things out of the picture, right? The the dealings that they were doing there, you know, that's dirty, corrupt, that's bad business, you know, the money laundering, all that. Okay, we'll, we'll take that and put that aside. Or how about the crack videos and all of that that he's had? Um, yeah, uh, yeah. Or the what Russian hooker the... that he was naked in a, ho a Las Vegas hotel room with, saying that he lost yeah. another laptop to Russians. Yeah, and there's, there's pictures that we can't legally show because it's of a... Uh, his niece or whatever oh my that God. was she was 13 at the time butt naked with him butt naked laying together she was taking photos of herself uh topless selfies on on hunter's uh laptop these are why the saves you, that were a part of his cloud you, or whatever okay, the hell. all right all right, all right. Hold, hold hold on just a second why would you record yourself doing these things why why would you do i i've never understood that what what is that all about is it like this he, the only thing i can think is like this is it, narcissist yeah it's, it's got to be narcissism it has to be that i mean he's it, it he's cracked out that. of his mind waving a gun around naked i mean it's like that that kind of stuff and and he's sitting there he's arguing yeah, let me play this clip let me play this clip a citizen stood up while joe biden was giving a speech i didn't see this one making cnn the other day 
Chris, I'm dealing with gun violence. What do you think about Hunter? Because make no mistake. Sit down, person. you'll hear what I have to say. What you do think? you think about Hunter, your son? You, There's a video of him arguing with a cooker about how much crack he has. What do you think about that, Mr. President? Okay. Because make no mistake about it. I didn't see that one on CNN, did you? You know, that that's interesting because I watched uh, one of the right-wing uh, podcasters playing that video and they were like what I, I can't understand what he was saying so they went and looked it up to see what they were saying that this individual is saying what they found online that they're saying online that this guy was saying was he's a gun control activist and he his daughter was one of the ones or kids or whatever was one of the ones killed and he's asking about what what is he going to do for controlling guns uh-huh so that's what they're the, the, they're saying he said that's that's what the media is reporting that he actually said that's what this this um they didn't so the, this this individual i was watching they didn't realize what was actually being said you know that he was asking about the hookers and all uh -huh. of that and the the uh -huh. crack the crack he, yeah. they, they, they didn't realize that was what was being asked oh, I and see. they looked it up so they didn't even realize that they had been lied to i see so they were repeating what mainstream media was saying it was is what you're that saying. They, they Google searched it and this is what Google was saying it was. Wow. So where they got it exactly, I don't know, uh, because they didn't show they didn't show their work, if you will. This is the same as the as the MSM and the, and the White House running around doing damage control. Do you remember the, uh, the the slip up he had the other day where he said, end of quote, repeat the line. <laughs> they went yeah. through the amount of time that the White House spent on damage control explaining that was impressive. They must have said, I think, three or four times that, no, he didn't say that. that that's not what he said. What he meant to say was, no, 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 it's not what he meant to say. It's what he did say. What he did say. Yeah, exactly. But if you look at what the mainstream media is reporting, they're saying, oh, he's old and senile. He, you know, he look at it. He's the oldest president we've had, blah, blah, blah. They're, they're, they're talking about how old he is. They're, they're not looking at any of the stuff that Hunter Biden was doing, they're not looking at any of that. They're not looking at how old, even the uh, the the daughter was it Ashley or whatever his his daughter's name is. It's I think that's I, I know the name, but I don't know if that's is that the daughter or the niece. No, the, the daughter of uh, Joe Biden. So his daughter. Oh, okay. She I, had you know the diary so. that was supposedly I heard about stolen the diary. that she yep. forgot and left uh -huh. and someone found it uh -huh. and anyway yeah, something about um, showers and yeah yeah I heard about that showers when she was underage and how they, they now she sees them as they were probably inappropriate uh-huh probably probably yeah and pedo peter uh who's that well that's listed with jill biden in hunter's contacts in his eye messages i saw the uh yeah i saw the uh the shots of that myself well he also didn't he isn't it uh didn't hunter also call was it joe that called jill the c-word or was it Hunter. I don't remember. That I don't it was know. one of the two. That I don't know. One of the but two called, a, I, called her a C-word. I did see that uh, in previous times, um, Joe referred to himself as someone named, as a, he had an alias of uh, Peter Hutchinson. Now, Peter Hutchinson, is, which is interesting, if you think about who that is, that's the fictional character from the Tom Clancy novels of an undercover KGB agent. And of course, we know that old Joe was put in there by Arm and Hammer himself who was funded by the old Soviet Union. And it's also interesting that uh, the Hunter Biden phone, uh, you know, the, the cloud release was uh, Pedo Peter. Mm. Pedo Peter, yeah. And yeah. 
It, his his dad isn't listed there anywhere else, by the way. No. I, I actually, I want to see the, the actual phone numbers themselves, not the names that he's using, but the actual phone numbers and reference those actual phone numbers and see who do they lead to? I've, I've seen some of them that actually have the numbers tied to them. Like I've seen, I've, I've seen like three or four different numbers for, for Hunter. I've seen a couple of numbers for Joe. Uh, and I've seen a couple of numbers for, for Jill as well. I mean, these people have like two or three phone numbers. So, um, that, but you're, you know, you're not going to get traces on any of those. Not, not with these people. Uh, you, you might be surprised. There's a uh, free well, software out there. Yeah, that's maybe usable. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. Anyhow, I I mean, my God, the the amount of corruption that's behind this guy and this entire family, as you said, how is this not a national security risk? The entire family's compromised is nearest I can tell. And not a peep from uh, the, the mainstream media. There's not anyone pointing this out other than the right wing media. Uh, you know, th- those of us on the right that are seeing this. But do you really think, okay, here's another question. Here's a question with all of this. Look at everything that Joe Biden has done. Name me one thing that he's done right. What did he do correctly? What, what, what has he done that's actually beneficial to the country, to the American people? What has he done that's, that's beneficial. good? As, yeah, something as that's like, good. Since he's been in this office or since he's been in politics? No, since he's been president. Since he's been president. Just, um, since, just, just president. I'm going to go with nothing. That's what I'm going to go with. Yeah, because at first we were like, okay, yeah, he's pulling out of Afghanistan. Oof, that that was a bump. So here's here's my my point in this. We can't come up with something off the cuff to where we're like, yeah, okay, that that was that was actually something good that he did. If you're a bumbling fool, if you're bumbling in the dark trying to do something, you're going to stumble and do something right once in a while. It's a coin flip. Once in a while, you're going to accidentally do something good even a broken clock is right <sighs> twice a day exactly he's done nothing it's almost like they're intentionally doing everything destructive because it, 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 again if he was if this was incompetence they would they would have gotten it right at least once they haven't no they haven't and if you look at the appointees that they have within the administration i i've never seen an administration that is like this with a rotating door I, i've never seen this where you've got so many people going in and, and uh, like and leaving. I, I don't know if it's I don't know if it's people that get there and they say, boy, this is just a boy, this is a circus. I'm not even going to hang around with this. You've got people that are assistance, assistance to assistance to assistance that say, we're getting out of here. Like you've got people taking low level, like one step above non-paid intern jobs at the State Department just to get out of the White House. That's what some of them are actually doing. And what are they doing? They're doing things like this. They're giving the uh, uh, who was this this individual that they hired, this crazy individual that was like the it was the drag queen that was like into the the dressing up like a dog and, and keeping other people oh, on leashes, yeah. that kind of stuff. Wasn't it something to do with uh, I'm going to say it was Department like it was of Defense. Department of Energy. No, Department of Department Energy. of Energy. That's yeah. what it was. So listen to this. This individual, now, mind you, this is somebody that's been involved in, in underage prostitution. That, that's, that's one of the controversies surrounding this individual, is that, is, hang on a minute, you're hiring this person that dresses up like a dog in a leather outfit, in high heels, and they've been a defender of underage prostitution. Don't you think this is a bit of a problem? D- do you think that that's going to be one of the best hires you can have for the Department of Energy? Well, yeah, but you have to, hire- you have to look at the left in general, though. I mean, well, I understand. if you it's look a, at the left, a, they're defending. It's a nuthouse. It's a nuthouse. Uh, yeah. 
Yeah, but the, the, if you look at the left, they're especially the LGBT community. They're defending drag queen story hour, which is literally grooming kids. It, yeah. It's it's just one step behind yeah. prostituting kids. Yeah. Now, listen to what they've done with this individual, this Department of Energy uh, individual. They have been given a top secret Q clearance. We'll get into that in a second as to what that is. That's not the, the Q whatever thing, you know, the, not the trust the plan nonsense. That's not what that is. Uh, this is something sort else. of. Well, yeah, Actually, okay, yeah, the, sort of. Yeah, sort of. Yeah, they claim so, to have the same clearance. Yeah, yeah, anyway. we'll, yeah we'll, we'll get to that in a second. Uh, but this individual is now going to be given Q clearance and is going to be earning a salary in the top 1% of all government employees, according to documents that have been released by a FOIA request. Uh, the request filed by the National Pulse has revealed that Sam Britton's taxpayer-funded salary of $178,063 will be placing him amongst the top 1% of other federal salaries, and it is also around five times the amount of the national median individual income. This is the individual that we're paying that much money to, and apparently this is an individual that has intelligence. Britton, who received his job offer in allegedly strange circumstances in January 2022, will also enjoy the top-secret Q clearance level in the Department of Energy. The designation top secret is applied to information, the unauthorized disclosure of which reasonably could be expected to cause exceptionally grave damage to the national security. The Department of Energy uses its own terminology to classify security clearances, describing the Q-level clearance as similar to what is compared to other agencies for a top secret national security information access clearance. Access to secret restricted data requires a Q-access authorization. The initial job description for Britain's Post describes the position, the position security level as critical, sensitive, and high risk. The Office of Personnel Management describes what this classification entails. They say that potential exists to bring about a material adverse effect on the national, on the national security, causing exceptionally grave damage. Any position receiving a position sensitivity designation of CS shall automatically carry with that designation, without further agency action, a high-risk designation. He personally tweeted on the matter, saying the following, I lead a staff of hundreds in a budget of millions. With a nuclear waste fund, I'm responsible for at over $45 billion dollars as the leader of the office overseeing the management of the nation's spent nuclear fuel. Well, that's a, that's a great individual to be sticking in charge of that. This is also an individual, by the way, on a side note, who, uh, who lectured on kink at college campuses across the nation and participated in interviews about fetish role play dressing as a dog. This is an individual that we're putting in a high-level government position. We're giving top secret clearances to, and we're giving some of the top salaries in the United States to, funded by you, the taxpayer. That's disgusting. That is disgusting. You talk about, yeah, oh yeah, Bruce, I see it. You talk about a sign of cultural decadence. Here we are. How on earth do we rectify a system when we're putting people like this in those positions? Like if this is not a rallying cry for, for local politics, please tell me what is. This is the guy, that, that, that clearance that you're talking about. He's over our nuclear energy. Oh, my God. That, that, that's who the oh head of that, That's why he has the clearance Someone that, that dresses in a leather dog outfit and lectures at colleges on kink fetishes. <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, Google that. Uh, Sam oh. Brenton. Uh, you just Google it and, and go into the images. And not if you have, have children around, please. Gander. Yeah, don't do it with the kids around. Yes. Uh but take a gander. Would you please explain um, what a Q clearance is for the listeners, please? Uh, so basically, that's the highest level clearance that the Energy Department of Energy will will hand out. Um, it's um, 
also the same one that uh, QAnon claims to have. You know, the the original QAnon individual, whoever that was. Um, they claimed to be one of the ninety two thousand, I think it is, that have Q clearance. I was going to say which which FBI or CIA agent put that one together? Yeah, because uh, there's only ninety two thousand people that um, uh, have that kind of clearance uh, in the United States. Which to have like top secret clearance, like this is this is like you you have access to files that are that are listed as top secret, um, like. Uh, even, even things to that involve nuclear programs, all that. Like you have access to that. Yeah. The, um, how we're putting someone so unstable mentally in that position is is beyond me. I, I I don't even understand that one. This is literally like if you if you were to just look at this individual visually, this is an individual. It looks like they literally belong in a mental institution. Like if you have someone that that goes out into public as they look, that is someone that belongs in a mental institution. That's where they belong to get the help that they need. Anyway, you know, yesterday, and we're going to get out of here a few minutes early, but I, I want to touch on this. Yesterday, you got something else quick, before, before we move on? Yeah, yeah. Before we move on, I, I had to, I was I was looking into the, the clearance that he has a little bit deeper. One of the clearances that the, the Department of Energy has for this Q level clearance, uh, it had the individual has uh, access to critical nuclear weapon design information yeah yeah, yeah. i, I not, I not just yeah yeah, yeah. I, I was taking it from the perspective of well this is department of energy so nuclear, no, of no, course no. they're going to have access to no, nuclear no. stuff because nuclear reactors those kind of no 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 they this get is, access to nuclear, nuclear weapons, weapons yeah, which yeah. is not under their purview I, I i don't understand how department of energy has access to nuclear weapon designs when your job is energy Nuclear weapon designs are for destruction, destroying, defense, attack, those you know, Department of Defense, not energy. So I, I was I was logically separating the two when forgetting that the government is overreach, that, that that's their goal is control and overreach. So, of course, they're going to filter off into no, no, nuclear clearance. Yeah. No, no, nuclear clearance to the government is is literally like it. That's blanket. It's nuclear energy, nuclear reactors, nuclear weapons, all of it. Okay, so well, that's a good thing I, I pointed that out because uh, the listener, um, this individual that uh, is a furry that is uh, into prostituting young kids underage and um, dresses as a woman, and a dude, by the way, lectures at colleges on and, kink. Yeah, that individual has access to nuclear weapon designs. I can't see that being a problem at all. No. Not, not at all. No, no I, I can't no. see that being a problem. We, we shouldn't even worry about that. You know, we were talking no. yesterday about um, about two broken arrows in the United States. So that's when we just happened to misplace a nuclear weapon. And then, of course, you got that public service announcement of New York saying that, you know what, there could be a possible nuclear blast. You know, nothing to worry about with this, I'm sure. I'm sure there's nothing to worry about. Nothing to see here. No, no, of course not. You know, yesterday we talked about, since we're talking about this Q garbage, yesterday we talked about uh, social media, and I ran across something interesting today. We were talking about bots, right? That's what we were talking about yesterday. We were talking about bots, mm -hmm. and do these people that are these so-called influencers, are they really influencers? I mean, people like big celebrities and sports stars and things like that, all the way up to the president of the United States, do they actually have all these followers? Hmm. What's really going on at these companies? Well, I just happened to get some screenshots today of some of Facebook's top level people. 
They're misinformation policy people. These are the ones that are sitting in the corporate offices and out in the West Coast. They're trust and safety people. They're intelligence people. They're cyber threat experts, these types of people. You know, it's interesting. Interesting, their backgrounds, all of them. They all used to work for the CIA. Well, that would come in handy, wouldn't it? If you're working in intelligence and counterintelligence and you're you're working in information and disinformation, well, that'd look good on a resume for a corporation, wouldn't it? Yeah, it would. You see, these people that are in the intelligence community, especially the ones that are at these alphabet agencies, do you know what they are? They're very good, very well-trained, paid liars is what they are. They're very good in that, especially at places like the Central Intelligence Agency. Those people, I mean, my God, they'll sit there, they'll lie, they'll look at you in the face and lie to you with impunity. That's what they do. That's their job. That's what makes them so effective at what they do. Anderson Cooper. Do you think Anderson Cooper is going to sit there and he's going to tell you the truth? No, he's going to do it with a smile on his face and he's going to have good hair while he does it. That's what makes Anderson Cooper so good at what he does, because that's where he used to work. Now, if you're sitting in high level positions in the manners of of disinformation and cybersecurity and counterintelligence and intelligence for these corporations, for Facebook and for Meta or whatever that company is now, don't you think that might have a little bit of sway on social engineering to the users? Just a little bit, maybe? You see, I think there's a lot more going on at these corporations than what we're led to believe. We already know that a lot of these things are fake followers, right? We know that they can manipulate people and and manipulate social movements and stuff based on that. We know what position the companies themselves have taken anyway, right? They have to follow the agenda. No matter how crazy and how absurd it is, they have to follow it. And if you don't follow it, being on that platform, well, then they'll kick you off of it and they'll say, sorry, that goes against our guidelines. Who's writing the guidelines? Musk is going through this deal with Twitter. And I said yesterday, maybe this is just the facade that he's peeling back because that's Twitter. I'm not talking about Twitter. I'm talking about Facebook. That's what I'm talking about. Who's really calling the shots over there at Facebook? Is it Zuckerberg? I don't know. The clip we played of him yesterday, he seems to have the same opinion that we do. So why isn't he speaking out? Because, well, maybe he'll lose his cushy job. Maybe because... He was put there like Jack Dorsey was put at Twitter. Maybe. I don't know that for a fact. I'm just speculating. But I see people like this sitting in these positions, and it makes me wonder, who's really calling the shots? Who's really doing the social engineering? Because if you look at these companies like Facebook, if you look at the people that are sitting in those positions and their former employer, boy, they have an awful lot of relations to say, the World Economic Forum, people like Klaus Schwab, people that trained him like Henry Kissinger, Herman Kahn, and Galbraith, all CIA funded. Schwab was brought up through Harvard, through the CIA funded programs. Facebook started with CIA money. Google, same thing, same programs, same universities, same people. Do you think maybe we're being manipulated just a little bit? Just a little bit. What would you think? Uh, Interesting. Um, Interesting note uh, uh, of one of the people you use as an example of Anderson Cooper. If you notice Anderson Cooper, he looks old enough to be, you know, he was in the CIA and retired. You know, he, he, you know, he was in there long enough. He actually, just to be clear, he he actually didn't do a full stint with them. He just did uh, a little bit of time. I think he did like two or like two to five years or something like that. When I was reading his bio, I think that's that's all he did. But it was long enough. Yeah. Well, these individuals that we're talking about at Meta 
are very similar they only did a few years because most of them look like they're you know uh 30s you know kind of in that range uh most of them uh if not all of them look like uh, to be in one their of 30s, them roughly one of them started in uh uh in 2002 and he left in 2019 went to work for mm-hmm. facebook after that so you know they're, they're fairly fairly young there it's not like they uh course i guess i don't know how long how long do you have to work at the cia to officially retire is it 20 uh, years like uh, other get, government I think jobs you have to get, yeah i think you got it 20 years yeah. I, don't quote me okay on so that, i think you gotta get 20. so if you if you started working there at 20 you would have to be 40 to, to yeah. you know effectively and, and these and people you still aren't got an, old enough no and you still got it you still got another 20 years that you can work after that too so you can take a full government pension and then you can go and i mean with that on your resume you could go and do one of these jobs but exactly what yeah. kind of skills are you taking there to manipulate people uh-huh. on the other uh-huh. end exactly but the thing is is these people aren't that that's my point is these people aren't doing that so like they're not they're not like double dipping no they're they're just going in and working a few years at the cia and then uh, or 15 or whatever it is and then for some reason getting out early you know the the one that started in the early 2000 and went to 2019 you only had a few more years to get the, yeah. the government pension. Yeah. Like, why Why'd did you, you get out then? Why? So it's, um, did you even officially leave? Are you still on government? There, there there's you go. so many questions involved. There you go. So, because if that, if that rings true to another article that I saw about FBI agents, special agents in the FBI are being hired to agitate people on Facebook while they're still employed by the FBI. There's your double dip. Yeah, that that also uh, I would I would say that's probably illegal. Uh, well, of course it is. What do you mean to tell me? Are you saying that the FBI would break the law, Bruce? <laughs> I, I I perish the thought. Yeah, that, that I, I would never say that the, the FBI, they don't FBI stir up things. Who, they don't stir up things like on yeah. January 6th. They don't you know, you heard mm-hmm. FBI Assistant Director Sandberg. She said that she couldn't answer any of that. You heard yeah. her in the yeah. Senate so, testimony. So, yeah. Yeah, so they 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 don't get involved in that, and then of course the the Gretchen Whitmer no, uh, case they, where not that, you know not that. half of those people were FBI agents that would never happen. Of or the Patriot that's Front. all just conspiracy. They they couldn't the, they couldn't yeah. be they couldn't be running the Patriot Front right or whoever Ray Epps is or hmm. uh, those are all conspiracies that 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 doesn't happen that never happens. I just found that to be rather interesting. Is all. We're going to go ahead and jump out of here a few minutes early. For those of you who would like to send us some feedback, please do so anytime by sending us an email at dynamicpodcast at protonmail.com. And thank you for those of you that have sent feedback. We do appreciate it. Also, do you like the podcast you're listening to? We do love having you as a listener, and we would humbly ask you to pass this along to five friends. Do you know someone you're trying to wake up? Do you know someone you're trying to get to think on their own and get them out of social media? We would appreciate it very much if you would send them our direction. Bruce, thank you for being here today. Thank you to all of the listeners. Everyone have a great evening.